Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. What is going on everybody? My name is Cutter Lawler. Welcome to another week of Movie Mondays. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We're back again talking all the week's movie news, entertainment news, and just generally having a bit of a chit-chat about everything to do with film. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Me and Sean, how is it going? Joining you as always, here I am, Connor. Here, <laughs> here I you am. are. I'm, just, yes. I'm doing this new thing. I've heard that listening to people, you should say the things that they say back to them, but in a slightly different way. Where did you hear that? Where did I hear that? Let me tell oh, you. I oh, can't this remember. Is be tiresome. <laughs> this is going to be tiresome. The so show, you say yes. what they said and then say just a few words extra. You say what they said and then a few words extra. Exactly. You've got it there. Oh, well done. God, we're getting on so crap. well today. I don't want to hang out with you anymore. This is bad. I I will not say that back to you, because that would be mean. Sean is smelly, and so is he. Wait, what? What? What have you done here? You have to say that that back. No, I have free will. It's not a fucking genie's curse. (laughs) I thought I had you. (laughs) <laughs> I thought I'd gotten a good zinger um, One of these days, Gadget <laughs> Oh man So yeah, it's been a pretty big week And we do have a few bits of news From last week's DC fandom To get to this week um, There's been, because we had to talk about The three big trailers with Wonder Woman Zack Snyder's Justice League And then you had the Batman trailer We didn't get to other pieces of news That came out of fandom That are just as interesting, I should say But We are starting this week with possibly the biggest news over the last week, and the saddest news, I should probably say, and that is the passing of Chadwick Boseman, um, one of Hollywood's probably finest actors, Sean, passed away age 43. Too young. Too young, Mm. first of all. And what a talent as well. Mm. Like, um, yeah, uh, supposedly he didn't tell anyone except for close family. And passed away surrounded by his loved ones, which I suppose is the best you can ask for in a scenario like that. The most amazing thing to me was finding out that he had colon cancer throughout the filming of all of Black Panther and Avengers and and that whole... And I know, like, you don't want to condense it all just down to the man in the MCU because, like, they are the biggest movies, but he has other pieces of work that he's done. But just in terms of, like... That machine, the MCU machine, and the promotion and the filming, that is a is a whirlwind. Like you have got to be people at a hundred percent are that takes them to the absolute just wears them down after a while. You do a movie, you you promote it for six months, then you do another yeah. movie, then you promote it for another six months. It's a whole thing. The fact that he did all of that for four years with colon cancer, going to chemotherapy, getting himself uh, checked up a lot of the time, I would say, it it blew my mind. Like that is that is a level of strength that I will never ever <laughs> have in my life. I don't think. 
it's astounding. And when you consider that, like, it wasn't just, like, he got to, like, MCU-level fitness, which is ridiculous to reach in normal circumstances. But, mm-hmm. he, like, he did that for Civil War, Infinity War, and Endgame. And in between, he did these other movies where he wasn't, you know, uh, this... He wasn't a superhero. Like, he wasn't a muscular superhero. So, he like, mm-hmm. not only did he gain all the muscle and everything like that, he then lost it and put it back on. Which takes more out of you. Like, to put your body through that is unreal. And, and he was doing all this while... As you say, doing press junkets and visiting kids suffering from cancer in hospital. Like, yeah, all those pictures of him in the the wards with the kids is so amazing. Like you never know what somebody else is going through. Like in that picture, you're just like, Oh, it's Black Panther visiting some sick kids, not knowing that like he was also going through what they were going through. Yeah, and it's just, and he's all smiles because it's you know, it's for the kids at that point. I think a true, just gentleman is the only word that a lot of people kept saying, like, and there's been an outpouring of tributes from all across the cinematic world, just, not just Marvel, like, everybody who's worked with this man, or has known this man, has come out and said, what a great person he is, or, and, or what a great person he was, I should say, and they're all just saying, like, how sad it is that he passed away, but how strong he was mentally to go through all that. So I just felt like this week we should probably start just giving this man a tribute for, like, he he rose to stardom in the Jackie Robinson movie, uh, 42, and, like, he plays a lot of biopics, and I think the three biopics he's done, uh, he was also James Brown as well, and he he's really just an actor's, I know it's a cliche, like an actor's actor. But, like, this is a man who just studied acting down to the end degree, like, and he would just become the character. Um, and mm. that is... And there's a lot of people that turn up to set just randomly and just... just They just film until, like, well, 4 o'clock. Okay, then I get to go home. This man became all of these characters one by one. As you said, like, he, the weight goes up and down depending on the role. Like, he completely encapsulated himself in every single project he was working on. And I think that's the side of just, like, a pure actor. Like, he just loved it. And the fact that he actually got to see the success of Black Panther and all of that, and, like, and everything that came with that, I think is is amazing. Because it would have been incredible... Like, a million times sadder if this had happened, say, two years ago. Just as Black Panther had been released, and he never got to see the impact he had on the world. But... At least there was that moment where he was like, we fucking did so. That's amazing. Yeah, I, Ryan Coogler put out a statement. Ryan Coogler also, by the way, he said he wasn't privy to the details of his illness. So he didn't That's even amazing. know. That's ridiculous. Like, And uh, he, he said, uh, Ryan Coogler said, he was a caretaker, a leader, a man of faith, dignity and pride. He shielded his collaborators from his suffering. He lived a beautiful life and he made great art day after day, year after year. That was who he was. And that's such a nice thing to say. Like, the fact that Ryan Coogler directed Black Panther and didn't know he was going through this, like, that is a level of privacy that I don't think we ever see anymore. No, I don't think a lot of people, and actors especially, are afforded that. Hmm. And I just, yeah, I just wanted to start this week's episode. Normally, we're a bit more lighthearted and jokey, but this is the, it's, it's important to pay tribute to this man, as he was such a talented person. And from every account that anyone's ever given, everybody says that he was just a lovely man as well, which is the best thing you can say. Everyone who's ever worked with him has come out and said he's, he was an absolutely a gentleman, to the, yeah. to the absolute end degree, that no, is all you can say. Yeah, the world was better to have had him in it for even, a, like, a little while. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so there's no real easy way to go from that to our normal stupid news that we cover. <laughs> but <laughs> I suppose we're going to have to try and make this loose link because we're going to have to move on to actual, like, comic book movie news. As, as weird as it sounds going for something that's actually serious, we can go back to our nerd worlds now. And Let's go, yeah, go back on. to the safe world where none of it really matters. No, no yeah, exactly. And so we're we're going to start uh, with the news this week with New Mutants, Sean. Oh, it has released. It has. I've heard this. Mm. It has released, and the reviews are in. 
And the reviews okay. are saying it's the greatest movie ever made. The next season I knew it. Connor, I didn't want to say anything, but I put I, I bet everything on this movie. The bookies actually took the bet. I put all of my savings, the house, my parents' house, everything went on this movie. Sorry, I'm so glad. Specifically, what what was the bet that it's going to be the best movie ever? How would you have, how would you like rate that? Who's that, going to give uh, you the money? That a Rotten Tomatoes score would exceed ninety percent, Connor. Oh, oh, right. Um, oh, boys. So oh, you have right lost. Now. You have lost somebody. <laughs> I would Pardon? ring your mother. <laughs> oh no! Um, <laughs> oh, she's away. <laughs> They're going to take her kneecaps. <laughs> um, so the New Mutants movie has come out. I think it's just called New Mutants, actually, not the New Mutants. Um, and it is being called the worst X Men movie ever in the reviews. Now oh, we have no. not seen it, so we cannot. Um, this we cannot like say from our own point of view. But from all the all the words we're getting, hearing on the streets, as the kids say, it's not looking good for the New Mutants. More like new Putins. Oh, I think like we've poo. gotten them again. <laughs> That's the definition of kicking them while they're down, though, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, these poor people. So, Sean, my only question is, are you surprised? No! I mean, no. What, what element of the production pointed to this movie being good? I said I wanted it to be good, but it was never going to be good. I really thought after the fifth pushback, it was going to really pick itself up. Oh, once that eighth trailer dropped, yeah. <laughs> once the eighth trailer dropped and the 17th month of reshoots, I thought, we're going to get another Dark Knight. I don't want to say it too early. And, like, it's also opening against Tenet after a lockdown. <laughs> true. This is true as well. I think it's oh, it's up to make, I think it's $7 million uh, in America from this weekend. Oh, that's not good. That's not a good amount for opening weekend of a superhero movie. It's not the best. It's not the strongest opening you could ever have. But um, as I said, they are are calling it the worst X-Men movie ever. I think the worst... I think the, the... I don't know. The the worst way you could do it is they didn't have any screenings for critics. They just like... That's normally a bad a bad sign if they don't give the movie to critics beforehand so they can do a review before it opens. In yeah. every movie I've ever heard of that happening, the movie's always bad. That's a, that's a nice little indicator, though. If they're like, yeah, we don't trust the critics right now. We want we want at least some curiosity for this movie. Maisie Williams had to come out on Twitter and uh, she shared one of the reviews that called it the worst X-Men movie ever. And she said, sounds like a must-see. Get your tickets now. (laughs) (laughs) She has gone beyond caring about this, I feel. She did the movie in 2014. I don't think she gives a shit. Like, don't you think her and Sophie Turner now are just texting each other? Like, well, we're both in the (laughs) shit ones. (laughs) Like, the two of us somehow were in the two worst X-Men movies after The Last Stand. And X-Men Origins Wolverine, let's never forget that. Oh shit, yeah. X-Men Origins Wolverine. Okay, so if you want to write them... Has this dethroned Wolverine, or has it dethroned Dark Phoenix? Uh, I think it's Dark Phoenix. Okay. I think Wolverine Origins is... I don't know how bad this movie is, but there's no way it's worse than in Wolverine. There's just no way. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're right. And also, Wolverine Origins isn't a real X-Men movie, is it? Not really, no. It has Hugh Jackman in it, but it just it does nothing with him. It has huge jacked man in it. But I have other news on the New Mutants, and that is Fox. This is long before Fox were bought out by everybody, and it did have a troubleshoot in 2016. But the news came out this week, according to Vulture, that Fox hated New Mutants so much they considered reshooting the whole movie at one stage. Wow. <laughs> like, how much could it change that they'd, they'd approve it, you know? <laughs> 
<laughs> so, the behind-the-scenes drama on New Mutants was far worse than had been previously suspected. The wide-ranging, the wide-ranging investigation cites anonymous sources who worked at Fox at the time, who revealed that the first cut of the film that was delivered was so bad that executives considered starting over and reshooting the entire movie. Um, the sources quote an unnamed senior executive of Fox, who reportedly said, you could throw the movie out, start over, and it would still be the least expensive X-Men movie so far. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love executive put-downs, because sometimes they're brilliant. I don't like executives all that much, but they're put-downs. No. I mean, the fact that they did a whole movie, it's like... Like, if, you're a ch- if your child hands you a drawing and you're just like, no, the whole thing is wrong. <laughs> like, the whole thing. <laughs> Sorry, do I look like I have green hair? <laughs> That's not even close to my face structure, you bastard. <laughs> I wouldn't put that on a fridge that I found in the dump. <laughs> Actually, no, I would. And then you know what I'd do with the fridge? I'd blow it up. I would blow it up, Timmy. Because I could not be looking at it. I, I want your art to not exist. <laughs> yeah, that's what they're saying. What you've done for the past six months, I want it to not exist. I oh, want yeah, like to all start the long again. hours, all the head wreck, all the, you know, for the actors as well. Like, their job is to put emotions into things. Mm. It's like, um, throw also, it all out. What is- one of the co-creators of the New Mutants, Bob McLeod, his oh, name is spelled wrong. This. His name yeah. is spelled wrong in the credits. They spelled it's I think McLeod is spelled M C L E O D, and they spelled it M A C L E O D. And he said he came out and he was obviously furious because he's the co-creator of the New Mutants characters. And he's like, they couldn't even be bothered to check the spelling of my name sometime in the last four years. And that can't be fixed. That will be on the movie forever, he said. And by all accounts, this was like the final straw because he uh, he has a whole Facebook post about it and it's brilliant because he systematically breaks down, oh, they changed this crucial element of this character and this key element of this character. So what they did, they stripped out all of my input into how those characters exist and were formed, and they spelled my name wrong. I'm done. <laughs> Just a massive fuck you. Like, you create these characters, like, we're going to do a movie on them, great. We spelled your name wrong, Soz. But Not don't worry so about great. <laughs> Not so great. Um, yes, yeah, so I think the New Mutants from start to finish has really shown us that maybe cinemas being closed wasn't the worst thing in the world. Maybe it was better when we didn't get to go to the cinema. Is it possible to argue that this would have done better on streaming? Um, I don't know. because I suppose it would be harder for like the reviews to come in on streaming. Because I think what normally happens is if something gets put on, Insta- or on Netflix, I should say, like it gets uh, millions and millions of downloads that one day. Like millions of people from yeah. around the world all watch it once. And nobody asks anybody else how it's is it good or bad? I think with this, people, the critics go see it, people are less likely to get up off their couch at home and go to the cinema to watch something if it's got one star. Yeah, you're a lot more, like, uh, invested at that point. Yeah, I, and I think maybe if it w- did come out on Disney+, Plus, it might have... But I don't think you could have charged $30 for it if it's that bad. I think people would be livid if they paid $30 for it. I don't think you could probably charge anybody anything. Like, if it's that bad, I think they should have just put it out on Disney+. Plus. They would have gotten a lot of downloads. You probably would have gotten a few people that maybe like it. It does, it does not have 10% on Rotten Tomatoes and all that. Now, obviously Rotten Tomatoes is just a vague overview of the movie, but it does have 30%, so it's not terrible. Yeah, I mean, like, there are, there are films that I like, certainly, that have 30%. And no, look, they're not... They're objectively you know, poor quality films. But I still like them, you know? Yeah, I think I think a streaming service would have worked better for this. Would you have played anything or would you have preferred it to be free? I would de- I would have paid a tenner for it. Like, really? I think, I think you're probably I, I in the minority, though. Really? Do you think so? Cause yeah. 
I see. I think uh, it would have been a nice, like, soft introduction to paying a little bit more for new movies on a streaming service you already own, because I think a lot of people would have no interest in seeing it anyway, and that's fine. But for people like me who just have kind of a morbid curiosity about it, a nice little like ten, like ten euro compared to thirty straight out of the gate. But then I suppose you you bring in the question of well, who decides how much it costs? I would have charged like two fifty. Really? Then you get you get people to pay for it, but also not enough that they can be mad that they paid for it. Okay. I see. I think two fifty. Like they would never do a two fifty anything. <laughs> no, they no, they wouldn't. No, they wouldn't. I I just think for the quality of movie you're getting, maybe if you're going to show like an amazing film, up the price. But I suppose that's whose opinion is that? It's just yeah. one person making up the prices. Um, okay, I just wanted to cover New Mutants because that has come out. Finally, the big day is here. It is officially out. It's it's it's, like, it's in the like, world. It's it's in the world. It's no longer in purgatory. And that's something we can celebrate, but the fact that it's not very good is also something we probably should have expected. Um, so we're going to move on to our next piece of news. And this is a remake, Sean. I know you love remakes. I know Big you do. Big fan of all things re and all things make. And what is your favourite Steve Martin and John Candy film? <laughs> what? Planes, trains, and automobiles. Yeah, is get is getting a remake. Why? With Will Smith and Kevin Hart. Oh, yes. that's awful. Oh, that's the worst. <laughs> oh no. Yes. Why? Who who owns planes, trains, and automobiles? Who owns it? Yeah, uh, Par- Paramount Pictures. The bastards. The bastards are going to write them a strongly worded letter. So, well, you see, Sean, what happened is, right, the first plane, trains and automobiles, everyone hates it. It's not very good. 91% so, on Rotten Tomatoes. So 4.8 out right? of 5 on Amazon. Nah, it's, yeah, but what about if you made a 99% one? You remake it to 99%, right? So, John Candy, I mean, he's all well and good being funny and being good in that role. And he's also hilarious at Home Alone when he does the line of, um, where he's talking about the kid. And he's just like, oh, and he, he hasn't been talking for a while. And <laughs> <laughs> a few months later, he came around. That's an amazing line. They um, left him in a mortuary or something. Yeah, yeah, a few months later, he started talking again, is what he says. Um, and you have Steve Martin, who everyone knows not funny. When has he ever done a funny movie? Never. Never. And so, Steve Martin, John Candy, meh. Will Smith, Kevin Hart... Pretty good. You could put the same movie, Will Smith, Steve Martin, of course, because you're not putting Kevin Hart in the non-annoying role. Kevin Hart annoying Will Smith for a full two hours. Count me in, Sean. I'm sorry, you're assuming there that Kevin Hart is playing the John Candy role. But yes. what if he's the straight man in this? <laughs> Imagine. I want to see a movie where Kevin Hart is the straight man to Will Smith's weirdo. Like, the thing I'm worried, not even worried about, but wondering about, is that I th- I just feel like Planes, Trains and Automobiles, it's very of its time as a movie, in that yes. I don't know how many uh, shower ring salesmen there are anymore. You I know? also don't know how many, like, this movie, I think, is a very good movie. For people who've seen it, like, it's just, it's a classic. But I don't think a lot of people have even seen Plane, Trains and Automobiles these days. Like, no, no, I think a lot of from, people know it from it being referenced in other things. Yeah, and it's it's the classic case of you you have these this odd couple that come together and they're travelling partners because their flights get cancelled and John Candy is a maniac and he's more laid back and Steve Martin is a bit more uptight. He likes everything perfect. John Candy, not so much. I bet they're an odd couple. And so then hijinks ensue. Um, and it is, I just, I think it's a very 80s film, but it's also a very funny film. And so what they've done here is they've taken something that people like from their childhood. The producer 
the little boy who watched it in 1987 has grown up to now be a Hollywood executive. And he say, he kept saying for the last few months, we need a movie like Plane, Trades and Automobiles. And then he thought, why don't we just redo Planes, Trains and no. Automobiles? Because cinema peaked in 87 when I was seven. <laughs> that's, that's, that's when all the good movies came out. Exactly. It's it's I I class this. I'm I'm slowly developing like a list of unnecessary remakes mm. because they're all from the eighties as well. They're all from the eighties, and how 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 like they're all just as good as the day they first came out. You know, like mm. it'd be it'd be like remake now again. Twenty one Jump Street is better. True. the original 21 Jump Street. Yes. But this and... What were we talking about the other day? Three Men and a Baby? Yes. Like, no one is clamouring for these remakes. And I just think they're worthless. And uh, I'm really angry, but I'm also very tired, Connor. And I can't put the effort into it that I usually do. But I want to be <laughs> angrier about this because I want them to stop making this. Also, this movie is 92 minutes long. Yeah. Right? When is the last time a 92 minute long movie has been made? Uh, never. And this movie that is a remake will not be 92 minutes. I no. will guarantee you that. There will be no... Also, the guy who edited this uh, did some editing on Star Wars. Okay? it like <laughs> There is not going to be... You know, tight-paced, very well-crafted comedy. It's gonna be like it's it's gonna be it's long. It's gonna be Will Smith out. being cool. It's yeah. gonna be Will Smith being cool and Kevin Hart being a bit crazy and Will Smith reacting to Kevin Hart. There's no way it's not going to be anything else. But like, at a, at a certain point, it's just let's do bad boys, but with Kevin Hart. <laughs> I think I think that's what they're going for. Yes, I don't think it. And I know Will Smith is like he's just one of those people you put in movies and it does make money. Yeah, because Will Smith is a great actor and he's really cool. And now he's been he's had a few bad movies, so he went back to Bad Boys recently. And in an interview, he said, "I did a few movies people didn't see, and so then I did Bad Boys Three. And weirdly, I think that's the biggest movie this year." Or top three anyway, because there's obviously been no movies. No, um, of course. But but uh, that that movie is is actually better than it probably has any right to be. Um, but I think Will Smith has now seen that he should probably do some movies that are more I don't know family friendly or maybe movies that are gonna have a higher engagement than him doing because we know Will Smith can act like. He did a lot of movies. Pursuit of Happiness is an amazing film, but that's—I feel like that's over ten years ago now. Yeah, and since then, you can't keep writing that just, forever. He's just kind of coasted. Um, he did Concussion actually in twenty eighteen. I think that was that was a good movie, but nobody seen it, and that was no, the I issue. haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> and that was an issue. Well, you know, I've seen it. I've suffered from many concussion shots. That's but true. I, you thought it was a documentary. <laughs> I was like, when do I pop up? I can't remember filming this, ironically. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just think Will Smith wants to do this. Kevin Hart, this is right up his alleyway. He gets to be the weirdo to do a person straight. And him and The Rock have done it for, like, five movies straight. Just let him and Will Smith do it as well. I, 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 I'll allow it to happen, but I'm not seeing it. I don't. We're yeah. not. We're not doing a planes, trains, and automobiles review when it comes out. I want you to promise. I'm doing me a Lazarus that. pit. I'm doing a Lazarus pit on <laughs> yeah, straight pit, away. <laughs> this is what you get. <laughs> this is what you get for giving us money. Um, so we're going to move on to a good piece of movie news, Sean. Finally. I've been lied to before. True, but this one actually is good. This is a story oh. from last week. DC's fandom. We have found out that there is. A static shock movie in development at DC. Static shock. Static shock. Now, I was ironically shocked to find out before that you never watched Static Shock in the early 2000s, the animated TV show. No, but I have gone back as an adult and I've watched every episode. 
<laughs> that's a lie. That is a lie. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a straight up lie. But it is because we covered Static Shock on Hero Zero one week, and it amazed because I was talking like we had both seen it, and then halfway through you were like, "I haven't seen Static Shock," and I could not figure it out because that was like a Saturday cartoon. Like that was watch a sat down to watch, and it it won a lot of daytime Emmys as well. I think it received multiple daytime Emmys. Um, and as an animated show, it's really, really good. But for the last few years, there's been kind of like, it's sitting there. Like, that character is sitting there if you want to do a Static Shock film. And I think it would be really, really good. And um, they just haven't really... Because they haven't even been able to get Batman and Superman right. So I think they're very scared to go near Static Shock. Um, but now it has come out that they are going to be doing one. And I think this is the best idea ever because Static Shock is just a really good character that you could that nobody has seen on the big screen yet. So you could actually do whatever you wanted. Like it's a clean slate. Do you think though that there'll be people like you who are massive fans of the show who it'll be very hard to do it right? Like the, I don't this think is, so. I, really? Yeah. No. Well, I mean, I can't speak for everyone else, but personally, for me, I felt like. I'm a fan of the show, but I'm not going to be angry if they do it. If they do a different thing, like I'm not so set in my ways of Static Shock. Like with Batman, I have like he doesn't have a gun and he doesn't kill. There is two rules. Static Shock, I think, is a lot uh, more looser. Like you, there's a lot of ways you can go with that. As long as he has a flying, um, oh no, what's it called? Uh, the piece of metal, a sewage, a sewer lid. Um, as long as he's flying around in one of them. What is it? What are they called? Oh, I'm, not, I'm never going to tell you. <laughs> Come on, please. Oh, manhole cover. Manhole. As long as he's flying around with a manhole cover, using his electricity, and he's got uh, that friend who's good at computers, I'm okay with that. I think it's I think it's an interesting concept that if he's a younger ca- actor, um, and I think that would be, it, I think it's really, really good. I think it, I think it would be a great way to get even more people involved in the superhero genre because Static Shock is a younger hero. He's like Spider-Man, where he's only eighteen or seventeen, and so that, yeah, it's always cool. Yeah, it's always cool for people to watch that. Like people who are seventeen or eighteen, you get to watch a kid or a teenager or whatever figure it out. Like he's not Batman and Superman where he's already thirty-five when the movie starts. He should be a lot younger than everybody else. That, that's quite cool as well though because you could you've told me and I know from the Static Shock Hero Zero he does like age through DC like uh, the DC animated universe like you see him in Batman Beyond as like a full grown superhero yeah he's part of the Justice League in Batman Beyond um, or the, he when he goes back in time he's uh, like an older version of himself actually I think that's in this is going to get very inside the actor studio here <laughs> it's <laughs> inside baseball that's in a Justice League Unlimited episode in called Into the West Wild Wild West or something like that it's a three parter right. shot it's pretty good but okay. they go they go into the future and Static Shock is part of the Justice League in that universe with, like, um, a, a whole different team. But he's, like, 50, I think. And I think it's just a really cool concept to have him there, and he could grow older as the movies go on. Like, you, ha- if you brought him in, he's actually a much more likeable character than uh, Ezra Miller as The Flash. <laughs> so if you wanted to use Static Shock as maybe the likeable one instead of, you know, Quipper, Quipper Max Quipper so you can't run, I'm okay with that. Okay, yeah. And are, now, is there any room for Quips, Connor? Any room at all? Um, I, quips from everyone else other than Ezra? Mm, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I'm fairly locked into Ezra having some Quips. He's, he's pretty good at the quips, to be fair. What about the running shot? What's your levels of the running on Ezra? Oh, inc- in- incorporate more arms into your running, please, Ezra. <laughs> I, I want those legs to be more horizontal as he runs. <laughs> he, um, I, I do think it's interesting that, once again, we're like we're talking about the future of like an expanded DC universe, because it feels like everything's about to be reset fairly soon. Yes. So, I, I I like this that we're like, oh, we could have this character and this character. It's 
it's like the early days of comic book movies where you never really knew what the fuck was happening and I think as as you said it is going to be a clean slate like if they do this properly with the Batman coming out and they're probably going to do um, it's going to be like a Crisis on Infinite Earths kind of thing you have uh, the Flash movie coming out where that's going to reset everything so you, if you have the clean slate go with Static Shock because I think there's a there's an ingrown fan base for that that has not been tapped into since 2003. Yeah, when you say it like that, like there's not been new Static Shock media really since 2003. And, and a lot of people will watch, will see the trailer, and be like, "Oh, I remember that from when I was younger." Holy shit! And then they will go watch it. So you've got the nostalgia, you've got the inbuilt audience, mm. and you've got and you the also cool have a concept. Character yeah, you've got the cool concept that's already... You don't have to make anything up. You could just literally copy and paste the plot of the animated show and obviously juice it up for the movie. But see, it's all sitting there. You just have to take advantage of what you already own. You are DC, after all. What if like this news has gotten confused along the way and they're actually putting Static Shock into Titans Season 3? <laughs> oh, no. Actually, that would be something they do. That would be something they would do. Yeah. He was in um, Young Justice for a little bit. I don't think he was actually called Stat I don't think he was called Static in it. But he was in Young Justice for season three, I think. A little bit of season two. Um but they never actually named him. So specifically static shock content has only been has not been touched properly for about fifteen years. Like that if if I was a a you know, a studio executive with a brain I'd be like, maybe look into it, guys. <laughs> maybe maybe this is actually a good idea. Why don't we do another Batman movie? <laughs> Wait, no, we're already doing that. What Shit. If, um, what if we recut Man of Steel? <laughs> oh, Man of Steel again. Zach, are you around? What are, are you busy with Justice League? Come back in when you're finished. We'll get you <laughs> in again. Um, and moving on from that is actually sort of that's sli- slightly loosely related, but not really. That is John Boyega has come out and he was asking people um, he'd like to play a superhero and people were asking about who he would play and someone did come up with the idea of why don't what about Static Shock because this was revealed last week and he said I'm too old I'd love to see a newcomer for Static Shock and so very good answer very good answer because he it's true he is too old like Static Shock should be 17 he should be Peter Parker age when he gets it and so it, I think John Boyega has come out and said he wants to be in this superhero world and he's an incredible actor and you just need to get on the right thing and then someone said obviously because as is classic someone was like well why not John Stewart as the Green Lantern and yeah. everyone just kept throwing ideas of people who were black in the comic books at him. And we've had this discussion where, I mean, it's a comic book character. They can be whatever they want. <laughs> like, exactly. He can be Batman if he wants. It does not matter. And he just, he came out and said, why can't I be Red Hood? And so, Tomoyega oh, has put it into the world that he could play Red Hood in the Batman movies. Now, of course, this isn't news. This is just him tweeting what he would want to see. But I think that's a really cool idea, Sean. And I wanted to bring it up to you. That would be unreal. Yeah. First of all, I want John Boyega to enjoy being in a film series. So there's one. (laughs) I want John John Boyega to be happy. Yeah, I want him to be happy. Uh, Now, you might encounter the problem of John Boyega, handsome man. Do you keep him in the hood all the time? Ooh, that's that's a good point. Um, see, he has to die and come back, which is going to be a hindrance. But I think you'd have to keep him in the hood. Red Hood normally has the hood up like ninety percent of the time. True. Now the the uh, now we don't know this again. As you say, it's just idle speculation and wouldn't it be cool syndrome. But uh, the Batman, the Matt Reeves, the Batman is that's a, that's a trilogy of movies. True. How would you feel if in... So we have this, the Batman, where he's on his own. Then in the next, the Batman, he gets like a a young ward kind of thing. And then in the mm. third, the Batman, it's suddenly John Boyega and he's Red Hood. 
I don't think it's going to work. <laughs> okay. Because John Viega and Robert Pattinson are the same age, are they not? Then here's what you do. Here's what you do. Uh, in the third one, Jason Todd dies. And okay. then that's the end of the Pattinson era. And then the next DC movie that comes out is called Red Hood. And you just remake Under the Red Hood with a new Batman, an older Batman. <laughs> ben Affleck. I, 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 <laughs> what's Affleck doing? I bet he'd come back to play Batman. You know what? He's, what? He, has, he has none of sins. You what? I said he hasn't done it since. You know Hasn't what I mean? It could be absolutely. ten years. The um, my one stipulation for that is that we get Joaquin Phoenix as Joker. Oh yeah! Oh <laughs> oh my God! That would be perfect. Don't you <laughs> think perfect. that would work in a world with Lazarus pits and black masks? <laughs> I, I think so. Yeah, but John Mayhew just came out and he and he was like, "I don't want to play Static Shock. I want to play Red Hood." And I just thought that was a funny because I, I read the Static Shock news and then underneath it was like John Mayhew asked if he'd play a Static Shock, and I was like, "That's really good." And then he said, "No, I'd like to play Red Hood." And I was like, "That's even cooler, That's <laughs> Red even Hood." Better. <laughs> yeah, John Mayhew, well done. Um, I just want to see. I want to see John Mayhew in things. I think he's an incredible actor. He is, and I think he's been hard done by. Yeah. Uh, okay, we're going to move on to our next piece of news. And this is, Sean, I wanted to double up this week because I really thought I could get you a night doubly, doubly fast, as they say on the streets, because I have another reboot, remake, yes, Nutty Professor reboot movie Fuck in off. the works. <laughs> oh, here's the anger. Okay, what's going on is that all the screenwriters in Hollywood are locked away in their houses. And so all they have to do is watch Netflix and all the streaming services and any fucking VHSs they find. And so they're just like, ha, huh, that'd be real easy to redo. And then they just do it. Do we have a fat suit lying around? We fucking do. Come on. No, E-Professor isn't even that good. <laughs> no. I, sometimes I read a news story and specifically throw it in just to anger you. Oh, that got that one got me. Fuck, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. No, like, Nutty no, professor. professor. That's from the 90s as well. It like, is from the 90s, That's still recent yes. enough. 1996. That's the year I was the, born. 1996 was actually a successful reboot of a movie in 1963. So there's already been a reboot of The Nutty Professor, I which was a 1996 movie. And so now they're rebooting the reboot. Have we learned nothing from Doolittle? <laughs> I thought Doolittle was such a great movie. To be fair, yeah, actually, Doolittle is the best example of you take a project that Eddie Murphy was in <laughs> for some reason and you reboot it and they got the biggest movie star possibly on the planet or top 10 on the planet in RDJ. And mm. it still bobbed because it was a terrible film. So if you get an actor who's a lesser star than RDJ, what will that do to the movie? I don't know. Like, here's the thing as well. Um, Naughty Professor, the 1960s one, that's a parody of Jekyll and Hyde. Yes. So it's a remake of a remake... Of a, of a, a parody of a novel from the 1800s. <laughs> it's no Norbit, I'll tell you that. It's all no fucking Norbit. I was, do we just remake Norbit at this point? I think Norbit is next. Eddie Murphy, what if he just does it again? What if, Just the same movie. Just does Naughty Professor again, fuck it. Like, they want to but make the same not, movie. No, no, it's not Nutty Professor 3, it's Nutty Professor 1. Yeah, oh yeah, like, oh, why would you... Yeah. Why would you continue on the story? Be ridiculous. You'd Wouldn't have to be recast a- the same actor and then do it again. Wouldn't it be amazing if they just said, okay, we're going to make Nutty Professor 3, and it was somehow amazing. 
And it's just like, no, the like third the best one's movie. class. <laughs> yeah. Like, the best movie is so serious. It's discussing really intense topics that are, like, really just, like, just so in your mind. It's just, like, the dichotomy of the man and the professor. Well, Which like, one is he? So, what do you think is... What's the twist in this? Like, because, for those that don't know, uh, Nutty Professor is an overweight professor who, who creates a formula, tests it on himself, mm. and then he becomes a real strong man. Yeah, real strong. He becomes Eddie Murphy. He becomes the Eddie... <laughs> because the 90s Eddie Murphy, the most powerful man in Hollywood. But, <laughs> yeah, actually. No, I think Eddie Murphy from the 80s is more powerful. But 90s, he's right. still powerful. 90s, he's family friendly. Yeah, yeah. The um, But, like, it can't be the same. So, is it a... Is it a real fit guy who becomes real real heavy? Is that is that the way? Is that the way they're going to remake no, it? No, I have it. I have it. The professor is a squirrel, mm-hmm. and when he drinks the serum, he becomes a man. But he just looks like a normal man, right? Right. But when he's a squirrel, maybe he's collecting things for hibernation. Maybe he likes a few nuts. Oh, look, it's the Nutty Professor. Boom. Very good. Very good, Connor. You've done... Hire me, Hollywood. It can't be any worse than what you're doing. You've linked nuts and squirrels once again flawlessly. (laughs) I just think it doesn't deserve all my brain, this idea. Uh, No. No, not even, like, half of your concussed brain. Who are you casting as the Nutty Professor? Oh, it's a bold... And not Eddie Murphy. Not Eddie Murphy again. Oscar Isaac. (laughs) But Oscar Isaac is the ugly version. And when he drinks it, he becomes handsome. He becomes handsome, yeah. Uh... What if it was like he becomes he becomes Kane from wrestling? <laughs> what if it he was like so handsome? Uh, like a you know an MCU level buff dude, like Hemsworth is like okay. regular, and he takes yeah. this serum to make him smart, and he becomes like a real small dude, real sm- like a real yeah like a child. He becomes a child. He becomes like a baby, and he has to lift weight. And he's in a weightlifting tournament, and he's like, "I'm a baby," but he still has the proportional strength of Chris Hemsworth. So, <laughs> so they all start betting against the baby, but then the baby cleans yeah. him out, and so they like, cleans oh. them all out just because he's betting on himself as well. He's got it's a yeah. real underground thing, and then it's, it's by the strange. end of the movie, he's in. He's like half Chris Hemsworth and half a baby, so he's on one leg and lifting with one arm. And, and the baby's he... played by Kevin Hart. Because <laughs> he's so small. <laughs> he's so small. And then Eddie Murphy comes in and says, I've done it! Mm. And then he drinks the potion. And then he becomes Buddy Love, the strong man, oh. and oh. kicks the shit out of Chris Hemsworth for robbing him half in- in this tournament. Oh, shit. Jeez, this plot is getting more and more intense. It's a callback to the original. Well, not the original. We've established. <laughs> the reboot of the reboot of the parody of the novel. <laughs> it's a callback. <laughs> and then Russell Crowe is in it. And he's playing both Jekyll and Hyde. But he's just monologuing about the mommy movie that never was. <laughs> it's just like, they told me it was going to be a big franchise. <laughs> Tom Cruise, he just kept smiling, telling me I was going to make it big in Hollywood. I was like, I'm Russell Crowe, Tom. He said, he said, you can't run with me. And I was like, that's kind of weird. That's kind of weird to say the first time you meet someone. I just said, hello. He said, don't run with me. I said, okay. Just made me want to beat a man with a phone. Oh, no, not saying that again. <laughs> oh, no. Um, yeah, so they are doing a Nutty Professor remake. Should I thought that would cheer you up. I really thought that would, like, bring you in. It's, uh... I don't... How do I put this? I don't want this. Like it. I don't like yeah, it. Yeah, I don't want it, nor like it. Uh, um, 
Well, something you might like and want, Sean, is news on the Suicide Squad. That is James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. We had the teaser trailer last week. Yeah. Um, it came out. Well, it wasn't really a teaser trailer, more behind-the-scenes stuff. But what I will say is they may have slipped up. Or maybe not slipped up. Maybe they wanted Ooh. to. Because they may have revealed something in the exclusive content that has told us who the villain is in oh. Suicide Squad 2. That's interesting because we've got a whole bunch of like cast and character announcements and we still don't know who the villain is. True. Now, what this is very, very loose. So, the villain they have claimed... Now, if you don't want these spoilers, skip ahead 10 minutes. But the villain that they are claiming is revealed in this trailer is Starro. Do you know Justice League's is Starro? No, but and frankly, the spoiler warning was wasted on me because I still have no fucking clue what's going on. Starro is the monster or the alien creature that attaches itself to their face and like takes over the body, like a face of hugger. that person, like a face hugger. Yes, but it like begins to control the body. Oh, okay. And is it like a sentient thing? Yes, it is a sentient thing. So I, there's a great episode it. of... This yes, is Sarmie from a, Pokemon. Yes, there's a great episode of Batman Beyond where he joins the Justice League and um, Ju- Superman begins to turn evil and they can't figure out why Superman is evil. And the story is that he found this Starro monster uh, in a godforsaken galaxy somewhere and brought it back. And the Starro monster attached itself to Superman's chest and has been on his chest for years, basically turning him slowly more and more evil and bringing more of his Starro friends to Earth. And so then when the Justice League investigate, all the Starro monsters, like, take over their bodies. And it's like a body thing where every single one of them, like... Once this monster attaches itself to your face, you just basically come. The monster begins to control you. And this was this was decided by James Gunn, the man who made Slither. Yes. Unreal. I'm on board. Now, this is not confirmed. Ah, but might as there well be. Is, there is a moment in the DC fandom footage of a battlefield... And in behind, you can see that two of the fallen enemies have purple star-like creatures attached to their faces. Which is, of course, the modus operandi of Starro the Conqueror. Which is an actual character in DC that comes to planets and just... There's millions of them and they just take over everyone. This Oh, this is weird body horror stuff that I wasn't expecting yes. in a comic book movie. Yes. I mean, they did also, say we, we would not expect anything that's going to happen. I was about to bring up the fact that there are a lot of expendable people in this movie, Sean. That, oh my god, are you... So, you think that they're not just going to die, they're going to be taken over. And then whoever's left has to fight against the Starroad people? Yeah, I think it's going to be a mixture of Suicide Squad and Aliens. Holy shit. <laughs> now, as I said, nothing is confirmed. This is off two shots at the behind... Um, the, in just as the camera, you can see in the corner, two of the uh, fallen people have purple stars on their face. We don't know. But if Star of the Conqueror is the villain, that is so fucked up. This could be like a horror kind of just there could be people dropping non-stuff it'll be the scene in Aliens when all the marines come into the place and there'll be millions of them and you'll see all these superheroes like talking big in the Suicide Squad and they'll all just riddle them with like millions of bullets yeah. and then half of them will get taken over do you think okay and we're still in spoilers but we don't know this is just speculation what if Amanda Waller is in like the superman role in that she's been infected for ages. And then she sends in all these super beings to get infected so Starro can become more powerful. Fuck it. I never even considered that, but that'd be great. Because the be idea good? is that they, they take over one person and they just hide. Like, there's one... Starro the Conqueror is the, the main creature. 
Like he's yeah. the number one, and he and he has loads of clothes, like army of spore clothes, basically atta- capable of attaching themselves to victims and taking over bodies. Um, he's largely invulnerable. He's capable of extreme levels of mental suggestion, and is driven by a world conquering hunger. Basically, the kind of villain you wouldn't want to waste good heroes on, but. The kind of villain you could throw a bunch of B-list and C-list villains at to let them get taken over and just have, like, Idris Elba and Margot Robbie try and shoot their way out of there. Yeah, I think those two probably have a free pass of survival, as does John Cena. Mm. Um, No, John Cena's dead. There's no way John Cena's getting out of that alive. Thing is, though... Oh, actually, no, because I was going to say, couldn't you just explode their heads? But if Amanda Waller's under their control... <laughs> She's not going to blow up any heads, Sean! She's Starro! <laughs> yes! Oh this- my god, if this is true, this is mad. Because as you said, James Gunn did Slither. And James Gunn, I think this would be right up his alley. Oh, absolutely. Like he's. Mm. This is almost the plot of Slither. Is Slither's like an, an alien worm thing that lands, infects one person, and then it spreads. Like, mm. very similar, I would say. But also, imagine the budget that's gone behind this one. Also, it is similar to the plot of Suicide Squad 1, where you have a mind-controlled being who has, like, a body-snatching thing and then has an army of people. But the difference is that when these monsters take over people, it's still the people's bodies. So if it's your friend and you chop off their hand, they're still your friend when they come back under their own power. Yeah, like it's reversible in this. They just have no Um, hand. (laughs) Also, Nathan Fillion was in Slither. Who? Nathan Fillion. Oh, was he? Interesting. So, you know, he's, he's got experience. It would make sense that the invasion is in, like, South America, because it's like a South American dictator, um, General Luna, I think is his name, is in the movie. And maybe the plot is that he's working with Starro and he's building an army of drones to invade the world or something. Connor, like, not that I think this... I can write as well as James Gunn, but... Right. Luna. Moon. Stars. Yes. Stars. There you go. Starro. Oh, shit. Oh, yes. Confirmed. <laughs> Star-Lord. Star-Lord. He's co- Oh, it's oh. all there. <laughs> Drax was behind it all Do, along. Does James Good only work with characters named after stars? I think he's... he's Well, he lurks at a lot of stars, to be fair. True. This is true. Also, the villain Dog Welder was meant to be in the Suicide Squad. Have you heard of Dog Welder? Is this a dog who is also able to fuse metal? No, this is a, a villain I was going to cover in Hero Zero, because, but he's so bad that I didn't want to cover him. Um, Dog Welter is a, is, is a villain who... <laughs> he wells dead dogs to other villains. Oh, that's awful. Yeah, no, that's an actual character from DC comic books. Why would he do this? He's a villain! Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> He's not a nice man! Um, but yeah, I just wanted to cover that because that it could be major news for this Suicide Squad movie. And it would be... I think this could be batshit insane. If you have a bunch of villains who are all cocky. It's the plot of, like, Predator mixed with Suicide Squad mixed with Aliens. The, um, I'm, I, was, I had no idea about this news and I'm so happy you told me. I'm gonna... Can you do a Hero or Zero on Starro sometime? I can, yes. I, 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 I will do one of them soon enough. Uh, probably closer to when the movie's about to be released. I'll get, that, maybe, maybe if we get a teaser trailer or something. That's fair. Thank you for that. I, I need that to happen. Yeah. Um, okay, we're finishing off Movie Mondays this week with a, a release from DC FanDub from last week, but we never got to it because we had, as I said, Wonder Woman, we had Justice League, we had The Batman. So, there was also a teaser trailer put out for Dwayne The Rock Johnson's Black Adam character. Um, this was a pretty piece, a big, a piece of big news um, that obviously got overshadowed by the other three big releases. But I said we'd get it this week. Sean, you have watched the trailer for... It's a teaser trailer, which 
I think it's fine. It's it's done in CGI, which yeah. I think once again is grand because it's only a teaser, and it's kind of it's just a bit of exposition. What did you think of it? I I quite like this. I like this as an idea for a teaser trailer because it was very clearly made during the global bastard. You know where they had to. Yes, they didn't have every. Uh, they didn't have all the tools at their disposal. Um, but it's kind of it's nice because it for someone like me who knows very little about Black Adam, it kind of gives a nice little intro to what he's about. Which what, what did you get from this? So he was uh, like a slave on either in the past or another planet, ancient Egypt. Ancient Egypt might as well be another planet. Mm-hmm. The aliens built it. <laughs> Right, and so uh, he got the powers of Shazam, but used them for evil uh, to rise up against kind of like his slave masters. He was the first Shazam. He was the first Shazam. So he 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 was the very first person they gave all the powers to, and unfortunately they made the wrong choice because he had a bit of darkness in him, which is yeah, why well, Shazam can those powers can only be given to a kid who is pure. Ex- yeah, like the. His heart was full of hatred for the people who were, to be fair, making his life a, a living hell. I mean, he was a slave, so not great. In ancient Egypt, lads. Yeah, pr- probably not great. But it does make sense that he would probably say he gets rid of all the people who were in control of him and he has all these superpowers and he's already filled with hate and the powers just encapsulate or like multiply that. So he's like, well, I'll just take over the world. I'm that yeah. strong. So he's locked away then. He's locked away for his strength yeah. for 5,000 years. True. And, they get and rid of him and, yeah. And then he's just like, never again. He's like, he, he wakes yeah, up and he's like, oh, I'm not going back there. Yeah, he's his powers, he's basically equal to Superman. But That's he doesn't insane. feel like he needs, he do, like Shazam is basically equal to Superman as well. So Shazam and Black Adam are two sides of the same coin. So it's just, Black Adam is Shazam, but gone, not wrong, but he is what Shazam would be if put into the wrong hands. Yeah. Now, to be fair, like, the vibe I get from Black Adam in this, first of all, I think The Rock is going to do really well in this. I hope he does it really dark and serious, like the vibe of this trailer is. But if if Black Adam follows the vibe of this trailer, I don't think Shazam stands a fucking chance. No, because I think people will always go for The Rock. If it's a battle between The Rock and anyone else, I think people are like, I hope The Rock wins this fight. Yeah, but not even from like an audience perspective, but just in the universe, I don't think that the Shazam we saw in Shazam is ready to face this dude. But I think that's a lot of the storyline behind Shazam and Black Adam in the comic books. Where Black Adam is kind of like, you gave the same powers to that kid. Like, he doesn't deserve it. Do you know who I am? I'm Black Adam. Like, I'm way better than him. And then that is his downfall. Where he underestimates Shazam repeatedly. And Shazam somehow finds a way to defeat him. Yeah. The, um... I... I'm just reading through some of like YouTube comments while we're talking about this, and one person has hit the nail on the head. Uh, it says, I, "I hope when this does come out, he's not just trying to flex at everybody and trying to be funny. He just play the role seriously." I think that would be amazing do you to think, see. Do you think he'll be an anti-hero? Like they can't really do a villain Black Adam movie, so I'm assuming anti-hero he will be. Yeah, maybe. Um, I'd make it like the Joker movie. Why not? Stop making things like the Joker movie. Nah, make, remake Taxi Driver. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't say make it like the Joker movie. Say it, remake, do it like Taxi Driver. <laughs> do it like all of Martin Scorsese's films and then you've essentially made the Joker movie. Uh, Nailed it. Got him. Um, I do like the, the very last shot of him on a throne of snakes. Is unreal, and there's yeah, just, it's it's a it's very comic book uh, heavy. This whole thing, very you know those motion comic, quote unquote movies that they put out. Yeah, like uh, it's it reads very like one of those, which I like. I like the style of that. 
Yeah, I, I really do too. I think it looks amazing. I just think it's a really interesting visual concept to put it out like a CGI thing. Uh, in the Because everyone was going to be talking about all the other trailers uh, yeah. from that weekend. And so you do something to differentiate yourself. If you didn't have the chance to film it, which they haven't, let's do something cool where we have The Rock's voice explaining what the movie is about. And we don't have any footage, but we can make this on a computer, CGI the fuck out of it, have The Rock's cool voice being all charismatic in our ears, and we'll just watch it and he'll explain it to us. So then when we get a trailer later on, we're more inclined to understand what's going on. Exactly, and they also benefit from like the... You know, your websites will be like, what's Black Adam about? Uh, and then like they break down this trailer and then go into the history of the character. And like you say, it just, it's a good primer for everyone to get ready for mm. when the teaser comes. Not the teaser, when the first trailer comes out, you know? Yeah. And I just think it looks really good. I think The Rock could be... If Rock is obviously perfect for this role. He's been trying to get this role for like a decade. Um, he's He's absolutely bang on as Black Adam. The only issue with Black Adam is that The Rock might be too perfect in that um, he may overshadow Shazab. Yeah, but like Zachary Levi does have the the benefit of oh, he's he's already had a movie and he has a fan base. Mm. But The Rock is the biggest movie star in the world. This is true. Uh, it's going to be I'm not saying it's going to be easy <laughs> we need Stone Cold Steve Austin playing Shazam oh it's my the only God. way it's the only way this can work <laughs> if The Rock lines up and Stone Cold is in a Shazam outfit <laughs> that would be I mean, so Black good Wig. I would watch that movie where a kid says Shazam and turns into Stone Cold <laughs> <laughs> That would be amazing. <laughs> there has to be someone must have cut that somewhere. And the Black Adam's just like the Rock is just looking at him like fucking hell, I don't wanna fuck with this guy. Oh my god, it's the rattlesnake! Better get out of here. <laughs> He's sitting on a throne of snakes. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think that's it for this week's movie Monday, Sean. What a week. What a week full of news. Um Full of news. Will I take us out of the news and into the views? <laughs> If anyone has, hasn't been able to tell, Sean's tired. Sean's doing Sean, his best. Please. Thank you. Finishes <laughs> off there. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode yeah. of Movie Mondays. We will be back on Wednesday with Weird News Wednesday, Friday with Hero Zero, and next Monday with another episode of Movie Mondays. Big thank you goes out, as always, to all of our amazing patrons uh, Charlotte Williams, Kira Lawler, David Clark, Ed Ball, Joe Burney, Ray Ging, Roisin Halley, Ryan Evanson, and Sean Jamieson. Thank you all so, so much for your continued support. Uh, it really it really helps the show out, and it's just it's very encouraging, and you're all great. And aren't she lovely? All very nice folks. Very nice uh, folks. Well, I was just saying it to Connor how nice she is. Oh, oh, I'll reel it back. Sorry about Reel that, it like. back in. Just You're all awful. No. Oh, God, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Get <laughs> <Made> it out. <laughs> um, but uh, we are also on all of the social medias. Uh, Twitter at Here's for Hire Pod. Facebook Here's for Hire Podcast. Instagram Here's for Hire Podcast. Or you can email us any questions or queries to heroes for hire underscore at outlook.com. But I think that's about it, Connor. I think so. So I've been Connor Lawler. I've been Sean Mead. I'll see you next week, guys. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.